Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will begin a new message which is titled, In God We Trust. While this message connects to our Bear Witness theme, it will begin a short series of messages which is entitled, Summer in the Psalms. The text for this message will be Psalm 20, so if you have your Bibles, please turn to Psalm 20 right now as we join in with Pastor Chuck. And we are also also leaning into a new series that is connected to our uh, bear witness. We're going into our annual, which it feels like uh, a number of our Rebuild families have enjoyed being in this particular series called our Summer in the Psalms series. And our Summer in the Psalms is where we take a time to look at the Psalms throughout the summertime period, and we get to... um, express what's in our hearts and minds, if you will. Because one of the things the Psalms allow us to do, it shows us how the children of Israel, the children of God back then, how they responded to God. But more importantly, it shows how God responds to his people. We get to express all and release some of the weights that we have been carrying, some of the challenges that we have been facing, some of the trials that we have been enduring. The Psalms gives us the freedom and encourages us to express those emotions in a healthy way before our God and then allows us to hear his voice, to Feel his presence, his loving arms wrap around us and lead us to a place of refreshing, lead us to a place of restoration, lead us to a place of redemption, or even for some of us to a place of revival. And so that's what I want to happen for us. And I love what one commentary says about this. He says, the book of Psalms is a cross section of God's revelation to Israel and Israel's response in faith to the Lord. The Psalms invite us to experience how God's people in the past related to him. And it's also, listen to this, and it's also God's prescription for a complacent church because through it, he reveals how great, wonderful, magnificent, wise, and utterly awe-inspiring he is. If God's people before the incarnation could have such a faith in the Lord, witnessing to his greatness and readiness to help, how much more should this be true among us Christians present day? This is what one beloved commentary says about the Psalms, and this is why we take this time of the year to lean into the Psalms a little bit more, because we want to remember how great, wonderful, magnificent, how wise and awe-inspiring our God is. And so we're going to be looking at the Psalms, but specifically uh, during this time, we're going to look at the Psalms that Jesus referenced. And we're calling this the songs that Jesus sang, if you will, or the songs that Jesus, uh, uh, these Psalms, if you will, because that's the other word for it, songs, these Psalms that minister to the Lord Jesus. And in certain areas of his earthly life here on the earth, he used the Psalm to stay strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He was able to release these, this word of God, if you will, to remember the strength that he could gain from the Psalms in order to help him endure and overcome. And so this is very important for us to look at. This is very important for us to know. If Jesus, the word himself, leaned into the word by way of the Psalms, it's important for us to do the same thing. 
And so, family, we're going to look at these. So consider this like Jesus's playlist, if you will, uh, that we'll be referencing here. And today I want to use Psalm 20. So if you have your Bibles, whether it's your tree Bibles or your e-Bibles, y'all know what it is, Rebuild family. We're going to go to Psalm 20. We're going to go to Psalm 20. And I want to use Psalm 20 as the, the introduction, if you will, or the appetizer for the um, entrees that will be coming later uh, from some uh Rare, very well-loved and respected voices that we'll have over the summer that will minister from a host of different psalms that, again, that Jesus referenced in his earthly ministry that we have recorded in Scripture for us today. So I want to use Psalm 20 to help uh, um, catapult us into this, help to lead us into this, and I hope, I hope you will see how important this is. So here we go. Psalm 20. Psalm 20. Here's what I'm going to do. I want to read it first. Then I want to get into uh, just some quick um, things that I hope will lead and guide you into this. And I hope it'll be a blessing to you. Psalm 20 says, may the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. And I'm reading from the English Standard Version. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. May he grant your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. May we shout for joy over your salvation and in the name of our God set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer from his holy heaven with the saving might of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we rebuild family. We trust in the name of the Lord, our God. They collapse those horses and chariots. They collapse and fall. But listen, we rise. Somebody type in the comment section and chat section. We rise. Somebody put it up there. Say we rise. We rise and stand upright. Oh, Lord, save the king. May he answer us when we call. May he answer us when we call. So Rebuild Family, if I had to preach or teach or lead us from a title today, I want it to be In God We Trust. In God We Trust. And this is important because, again, in Jesus's earthly life, his earthly ministry, he leaned into and trusted the word of God and he kept in fellowship and relationship with the God of the word. And so in like manner, I want to hope, I want to do my best and I hope it will encourage you to do the same. No matter the trial, no matter the struggle, no matter the difficulty, no matter the calamity, no matter the hardship, no matter what may come your way, your God is faithful. Your God is present and your God fights for you. He lives for you, he loves you and in him, we can always trust. And if you look back over your life and you can just clearly see uh, um, about your relationship with God and your own personal testimony, I'm quite sure all of us who are professing believers of the Lord Jesus Christ can declare our God has never failed us. He, or, or, or maybe this is something, he may not have come when you wanted him to, but he always showed up right on time right on time. And so I want to point us again to the importance of it's in God that we trust. No other thing, no other name. It's in God that we trust. Family, I don't know if you know, 
but there is, and probably many of you do, there is a marketing campaign that has been going on for well over the last 10 years by Capital One, and it's called What's in Your Wallet. It's the What's in Your Wallet campaign. And it, through this campaign, the company, as I researched this and found out, one site said this. It said the company wanted to use the quote because it's an interesting question to ask. The stuff in our wallet represents financial security, purchasing power, and prosperity. The question, what's in your wallet, is a clever way of planning doubt in our minds about whether or not we have the right stuff to get all the satisfaction we are looking for in life. It prompts us to wonder if we are getting all that we think we deserve. Is there more out there that we don't yet have? Do we have what it takes to be successful? Of course, the intent of the ad campaign is to make us think that only this particular card will make us satisfied, secure, and significant. And if we don't feel secure about having the right things in our wallet, perhaps we need to reevaluate its content. And so as we walk through uh, quickly, if you will, through Psalm 20, and as we stay in the Psalms, through the, through the majority of this summertime period, I want us to do that. I want us to reevaluate the contents of our spiritual wallets. And so the question becomes, my brothers and sisters, what's in your spiritual wallet? Do you recognize in there your ID, your kingdom citizenship? Do you have joy present in your spiritual wallet? Do you have your faith card in your spiritual wallet? Do you have your hope card in your spiritual wallet? Do you have God's promises in your spiritual wallet? Do you have receipts, if you will? Some of us keep receipts in our wallet. Do you have receipts that can confirm and testify to you of God's faithfulness? And that's what receipts are for us in the urban vernacular. Receipts means, look, look, I have, I have the evidence to prove what went down. I have the evidence to prove what you did. I have the evidence to prove what you said. And I want to know in your wallet, do you have a receipt of God's faithfulness, of his love, of his mercy, of his grace, of his truth, of his presence in your life? What's in your spiritual wallet? So this series, we're going to look how Jesus modeled victory during his earthly life and how in moments of tribulation, temptation, turmoil, etc., Jesus would reference the Psalms as a way of establishing and walking in victory. Again, how Jesus trusted in the word of God and the God of the word, and he sent the Holy Spirit for us to help us do the same. And so in this psalm in particular, Psalm 20, my brothers and sisters, I hope you will hear my heart's desire for us as a church family. Again, I've said this many times and I'll continue to say it. I don't just want us to be a body believers. I want us to grow, to mature, and to be discipled into becoming an army of trusters. I love what one author, Robin Bertram, said as it relates to this. She said, if God has called you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, if he has saved you and given you eternal life, if he has breathed his breath into your body and taken up residence in the form of the Holy Spirit, then trust that he has your best interest at heart. 
when you look in your spiritual wallet, it should cause you to again remember that your God is bad. And beside him, there is absolutely no other, no one or no thing can do for you like your God has done and desires to continue to do for you. And Psalm 20, again, gives us some insight into how we can truly walk in victory by trusting God and his steadfast love and work in our lives in his great, marvelous, mighty, powerful, and loving name. And that's what we do it in. And so here's our cornerstone thought. Here's what we're going to build on for today as we lean into this, as it continues to give us the ability to bear witness through the Psalms, if you will, but also causes us to understand how to walk this way, this way of righteousness, this way of holiness, this way of truth, this way of love, this way of joy, how this will help us to do just that. So here's our cornerstone thought. In Christ, we are positioned from victory, not for victory. In Christ, we are positioned from victory, not for victory. Just some quick context for you about Psalm 20, my, uh, my Rebuild family and friends. Psalm 20 is a psalm that as you read it, it's very poetic, but as you read it, it clearly comes off as a prayer. And so one way that this psalm was written, the way it is described, the way it was designed, it was designed as a prayer. And you hear the people of God praying for the king. Why? Why were they praying for King David? This is a psalm of David, and you hear this, this prayer that the people of God are praying for King David, and through this prayer, you can begin to see that David is about to uh, endure something. He's about to get into something, and what he's about to endure or get into is war. He's about to go into battle. And so here, what some scholars say, as I've researched this, what some scholars say is that King David remembered the prayers of the righteous. He recalled to his mind the prayers that have been prayed for him in previous battles. And now he's, in a sense, writing this poem, writing this song as a way to remember the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. To remember that he's being held up by the body of Christ in this way. That the Spirit of God is descending upon him that will give him the ability to have victory and to endure whatever trial he's currently facing. I love what Exodus says about this. It's almost like he's pointing back to what Moses learned and what Moses recorded for us in Exodus chapter 15, that the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. In other words, what he learned back in Exodus chapter 14, that the Lord fights for him. And just like the Lord fought for Moses, just like the Lord fights for David, the Lord also fights for you. He's fighting for you. He's fighting for your family. He's fighting for your children. He's fighting for whoever you have on your prayer list that you need God to move for. God is compassionate and he's loving in that way. And so here King David is about to go into battle. And before he goes into battle, he prays. He begins to pray and begins to magnify the name of the Lord Jesus. And so here's our first point or first, first takeaway for today. As we look at Psalm 20, I want you to know that this psalm is a prayer of victory. This psalm is a prayer of victory. Just let me ask you this question. Let me, let me ask you this way. What do you do when the fight you're in is greater than the faith in you? Let me, let, me, let me ask that question again. What do you do 
when the fight that you're currently in, the trial that you're currently in, the struggle that you're currently in seems to be, and I want to say it that way, seems to be greater than the faith that is in you. What do you do when the weight of your problem seems greater than the immense worth and truth of his promises? Anybody ever been there? You've been ever facing a financial matter? You didn't know how you were literally going to make ends meet. When there was a job situation and all of a sudden when you thought everything seemed to be going well at the job, then here comes the proverbial or figurative pink slip. What do you do when everything seems to be going fine and then all of a sudden an illness comes upon you? And all of a sudden you're like, Lord, why me? What do you do when it seems like as much as you try to love and love and love, whether it's your spouse or your children or some other family members, it seems like the love is not being reciprocated back to you. And you say to yourself, it seems like this fight that I'm in, it seems to be fixed in a way that victory is not going to be my portion. What do you do? when the fight you're in seems greater than the faith that is in you in that particular moment. What we do what the Lord has called us to do and has given us access to be able to do, we pray. And pray is just simply having conversation with your God. Having, as the song is saying, having a little talk with Jesus Telling all about your sorrows. He'll hear your faintest cry. He'll answer by and by. We pray. We talk to Jesus. And what the Psalms do is they help show all of the varied emotions that the people of God had experienced with the various life situations, whether that was health, whether that was relationships, whether that was finances, whether that was the enemy or our enemies. The Psalms help us to see the emotions and the different challenges of life that the people of God went to and it showed them how to connect with God, how to trust God, how to remember God, how to walk steadfastly in his promises. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you'd like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us for our next episode as Pastor Chuck continues his message, which has been titled, In God We Trust. 